amazing to go somewhere where history was made. You know, Adam Peaty stood on those blocks. It's really good. The way that it's changed the whole area is amazing. It's brilliant for the children. Yeah, it's just a really nice place to be. It's lovely and it's friendly environment. The staff are very friendly, very kind. So that's the reason why we always come here. really good for a buggy which makes it really easy it's a very convenient amazing legacy this is no ordinary park officially called queen elizabeth olympic park it was the centerpiece of the iconic london 2012 games that great british summer was described by many as the best ever but things are pretty exciting here now as we have another year of fantastic sport and events in our iconic venues and beyond i was blown away by how incredibly beautiful yet simplistic and uh, modern this pool is and it's it's always so exciting to come here every day more from our exclusive interview with tom daly in a moment feeling inspired 25 million people have visited the queen elizabeth olympic park since it reopened in 2013 you can also improve your own skills with training sessions in our iconic sporting venues or try something new with some of our free community activities We've created such a space here that we want everyone to feel like it's their space to come and access in any way that they wish. Coming up, we'll hear all about how London 2012 was just the beginning. Join us. I'm Tom Daly, two-time world champion and two-time Olympic medalist. Knowing that London 2012 was going to be the home Olympic Games, it's something that you dream of every single day from the moment we found out it was going to be in London. And I remember seeing this place when it was a building site uh, back in uh, 2007, I think I was here, 2008 I came here, 2010 I came here, and to see it gradually going up, I actually put one of the tiles on the swimming pool as well. So I've seen lots of different stages of uh, the growth of the aquatic center. I was blown away by how incredibly beautiful yet simplistic and uh, modern this pool is. And it's, it's always so exciting to come here every day. How did you feel then going in to London and ahead of that Games? I mean, it was terrifying because I was on a massive billboard in, uh, on the Westfield right by the park. And there was all this expectation that I was gonna go and win medals and be, you know, I was going to go there and pick up the medals if it was going to be nothing. And everyone was watching. The TV audience was huge. There was 18,000 people in the crowd. All my friends and family were there. So it was a really intense moment. But I was spent the whole time kind of being a little bit nervous and worried about what was going to happen. And then it wasn't until the final where I was like, you know what? What is the point of being scared and worried and anxious about this moment? This moment I've been dreaming of all my life. I should just enjoy it. And I remember just thinking, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy this competition. You know, who knows if I'm ever going to be in an Olympics again and I should just enjoy it. And to just to be able to come away with an Olympic medal was just something that was so beyond words. It was it was something that was so and to be able to have my family there, my friends to watch. It was just incredible. And you moved, obviously, up to London. You left your, your training yeah. base in Plymouth. What was your, your reasoning behind that? I mean, there are lots of reasons behind it. And I think I just got to a point in my career where I needed a change. I needed to shake something up to kind of get motivation back and get excited about it again. And the opportunity to move to London came up. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to grab that with two hands. And, uh, I mean, I haven't looked back since. And it's been the best decision I've made for my diving. And just life in general it's been I've loved moving here loved living here and just seeing this place develop and it's interesting here because obviously you share this facility mm. you're an, an elite athlete you're training for a, a fourth Olympic yes. Games yes. but 
this is a community used pool. There's school children walking in each and every day. Yeah, I mean, I bump into the school children a lot. I bump into people into the in the gym that I share the equipment with, uh, people in the pool, the changing room, wherever it is. You know, I always I'm always bumping into people, and it's it's nice to be able to share that with a with a community because why not? It's you know, there's so many cases where you know things are locked off to just elite. When actually, why not let the public and the community see the elite athletes training, and hopefully, we might get more elite athletes out of this program. When did you make the decision that you were going to go on to Tokyo? Because I remember sitting down with you after Rio. Yeah. And at that point, you were, I want to go away and spend a bit of time yeah. with family and what have you. I mean, I, as soon as I dived in Rio, I knew that I had to carry on. Like, I couldn't finish on that performance. So for me, it's just thought, you know, if I've carried on one extra year, why not carry on an extra three years? Um, so the extra cycle is tough. And But, you know, now my body is starting to feel good again. Um so I figured out what I need to do to train smart. And, you know, who knows? There might be another cycle in me after this as well. <laughs> another Olympic who Games. Who knows? Maybe five. Five would be yeah. an amazing achievement. Two bronze medals. But how much does it burn inside you mm. that you want to be Tom Daly Olympic gold medalist? I mean, of course, in every Olympic athlete, that's always what you want. But you can't let yourself get ahead of yourself and you have to stay in the moment and continue to focus on your training and you know competitions are competitions and they'll decide themselves on the day but I just have to arrive in the best possible position that I can you know you can dive terribly all year as long as you dive well at the Olympics none of it matters so I uh, just got to make sure that I peak for that to round up then I mean how important for you you know as one of our mm. leading sports figures is it that, that the London Park the legacy mm. from mm. London 2012 mm. is is real it's current and it's happening of all the Olympic pools and all the Olympic parks that I've been to London seems to be the only place that it is genuinely used genuinely functional and the amount of jobs and the amount of kids that have been able to get involved in sport the schools in the surrounding areas that have been able to learn to swim being able to learn to dive and going to the gym when I see so many community classes here and I see a community coming together and I think that's something that's so special and London 2012 really did bring the nation together and it's continuing to do so now and your message then to people thinking about coming to the park in general I mean you have to come down and see it even if you came down in London 2012 and you think you've seen it all you've seen nothing yet Tom thanks very much thank you I am Peter Tudor, Director of Visitor Services for Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park. Getting the park open as soon as we could was really important. And uh, I think we're very proud that on the 27th of July in 2013, exactly one year after the opening ceremony of the Games, the North Park opened. And, and as soon as we could get the South Park open, which was April 2014, we could. And people have been flooding in ever since. Since the Games, much has changed. The venues are certainly busy and thriving and uh, taking on all sorts of different dimensions as we continue to develop them. At the north of the park, the Lee Valley Hockey and Tennis Centre is a busy place to come and play hockey and tennis, but it also hosts major tournaments and the FAIH Pro League is coming back to the park this year. The Lee Valley Valor Park is now a major cycling centre and destination for the UK. We have the six-day cycle event taking place in the autumn, but uh, the, all throughout the year you can come and cycle inside, outside on the mountain bike trail or on the cycle circuit, or even take on the BMX track, famously vertiginous during the Games. Now somewhat adapted, but still pretty scary stuff. But if you're into your BMX, that's the place to be. Over on the western side of the park, the Copper Box Arena, perhaps the least assuming venue of the, the Games, but nonetheless, it's the most versatile, and we host absolutely all sorts of things in there. Everything from cheerleading 
to skateboarding, to boxing, to darts, you name it, we're doing it in that venue. And you can come and watch it, and sometimes you can come and play it as well, because the courts are available to hire, and uh, about a half a million people come and visit that venue every year. Down in the south, the London Aquatic Centre is the swimming pool for London. Three great pools, two Olympic-sized. 60,000 people have learned to swim in that pool since the Games, uh, and it's great just to see all the kids coming in every hour on the hour in their tabards, coming to learn to swim. I am Grace Reed. Um, I'm a European and Commonwealth champion in diving, um, and I train here at the London Aquatic Centre. We're spoilt rotten to have such amazing facilities on our door. Um, you know, I look forward to coming to training every morning. Um, it's such a pleasure to train here, and the atmosphere just gives us the best opportunity to train well. You know, to train in a facility like this and to live in London, which is just one of the best cities in the world, um, was an opportunity I couldn't pass up. Um, and having lived here and trained here, I've enjoyed every second, and, you know, I'm absolutely loving it. Fairy tale couple of days for the World Series last year um, and you know I think having that home support really made all the difference and those home comforts of where I normally get my coffee and friendly faces at the pool door so it was just incredible and to have friends and family watch that was amazing. But it's not just a place for serious swimming it's also a place to have some fun. We've got huge inflatables that we attach to the diving boards. So the ultimate aqua splash takes place during school holidays and is an absolute hoot if you don't mind getting wet and being a bit brave. London Stadium is one of the busiest venues in the park. Football, week in, week out, but then once the season is done, we've got concerts, we've got baseball, and we've got athletics returning to the park again. And meanwhile, there's the ArcelorMittal Orbit, um, one of the striking venues of London 2012 and a symbol now of the regeneration of East London. And as well as the uh, fantastic viewing platforms that give you unparalleled views across London and a completely different perspective on the city, we now have Carsten Holler's spectacular slide, 176 metres of slide whizzing you from top to bottom in about 40 seconds and at one point at about 15 miles an hour. I think it's a testament to the great planning that went on before the Games, both by the organisers of the Games and also of this organisation, that the venues that we inherited from the Games are now busy and thriving. Uh, you can take an inheritance, you can swander it, or you can get an inheritance and build on it. And that's what we've been able to do. We made sure that the venues were going to be useful afterwards. For instance, the Aquatic Centre, we're not saddled with the 17,000 seats that you need on an Aquatic Centre for an Olympic Games, because those seats were demountable, they were taken away, and the building was um, completed. And you now have Zaha Hadid's beautiful venue adorning the entrance to the park. And the same is true uh, throughout the whole of the park with all of the venues that we were able to retain. They were modified so that they could be more useful, not less useful, and uh, that we could host all kinds of different events, but also use them for community sport and activity as well. I'm doing Aqua Splash and it's an obstacle course on the water. Try not to fall in because that would be a bit embarrassing. First of all, I end up swallowing a lot of water, so after that, it's a case of survival. So no medals for Daddy? Nope, I always win. My name is Nina Memi. I am the Community Sport and Outreach Manager for the Olympic Park, and that broadly means looking after anything to do with the local community getting involved in uh, sports and activities across the park. We've gone for a really good transition over the last year, especially of moving away from just providing elite sports as a programme. We really care about actively engaging anyone that wants to come to the park just to get involved in activity, whether that is walking, to look at the Greenlands, or this summer we've got our Active East Festival running as part of our Year of Sport programme. That is just free turn-up activity 
opportunity to get involved in where we'll have kind of over 20 events happening uh, for those two weeks starting on the 27th of July as the Olympics kicks off in Tokyo and um, as I say just turn up rock up get involved bring a pair of shoes with you um, anything from going on the waterways and trying out rowing for the first time to getting involved with one of our summer camps for football or softball my name is Jim Blakemore I run an organization called Bikeworks I'm the founder and chief exec given that the original business plan was called Olympic Bikes ending up in the, uh, the velodrome is fantastic. Bikeworks is a cycle training organization. We're an employment and skills um, organization. We deliver team building, we deliver mobile mechanics, and we have a, quite a large inclusive cycling program. There are still so many people who haven't even been to the Olympic Park. Uh, and for me, that's a challenge uh, and, a, and a challenge that I want to try and attack and, and get you know more people using our services. And especially coming into this venue, because this venue is for fairly privileged individuals to come and pay and use the services for me and my organization it's about getting members of the community who might not see this venue as offering them something where what we provide means that absolutely anyone can come and access it and experience it and for me that's key we would hate for cost and for the venues to be a barrier to activity I think sports plays such a pivotal role in interaction and engagement and how we can create those touch points between different groups that exist and different neighbors exist around in the park is vital for us so when we work with major events part of our role is ensuring that there are legacy planning around those events ensuring there are activities that are happening so this summer across the park you'll see a good community engagement plan with major league baseball that's happening and the uk athletics will putting on stuff like a women's couch to 5k it's much wider than just that one day of activity and i think that's why the olympic park is so important in, in what we deliver and one of the new things that's coming to the park is the pontoon which means that people can row for the first time in, in the Olympic Park. Where, where did that idea come from and tell us about that? Gosh, the pontoon seems incredible now. So actually the, the waterways existed were so stagnant and, and so dangerous that it seems incredible that they're now being used. But it's about just getting people to use every asset that the park exists. I think the water is one of the biggest assets and it covers um, kind of nearly three kilometres uh, of, of waterways just in and around the park. Um, so really looking forward to London Youth Rowing will be our partner. It's really important that we stitch and blend together this new piece of city in land and that takes time and has many layers and I guess the more challenging part or, or the longer process is the stitching of communities and people and you do that well we believe through activity and providing opportunities um, and yeah by getting people on the water by using the space by walking in the greenlands and, and identifying it as theirs is incredibly important. I think the atmosphere is always good uh, the, the way that it's changed the whole area is amazing it's brilliant for the children the whole, it's, yeah, it's just a really nice place to be. We hope you've enjoyed our whistle-stop tour of Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park and hearing all about the sporting opportunities available. As you've heard, there's always loads going on. The park is free to enter and near a number of transport links in zones two and three. Plus there's some fantastic cafes, bars and restaurants. For more information, follow us on social media or go to our website at queenelizabetholympicpark.co.uk. Even if you came down in London 2012 and you think you've seen it all, you've seen nothing yet, you need to come down, check it out and, you know, spend the day. There's so much to do around here, whether it's if you're into shopping, if you're into eating, if you're into sport and exercise, there's so much to do uh, all over the park. It's quite inspiring how you're in like the same pool as like really professional swimmers 
It's fun, it's good for the family, calm down. It's fantastic. And there's a new cultural quarter coming in as well, which would be great. I would definitely recommend coming here. It's really good fun, it's so different and the kids love it.